This ain't jump. This ain't slam. The name of this record is Bounce. What's up, everybody? Jack Maloney back with Friendly Bounce, Hardwood Proxies, and Basketball Network. We're doing our special season preview podcast. Tonight, I'm joined by my guys, Donnie and Taylor. We're about to talk about everyone's favorite basketball team, the Brooklyn Nets. Last year, they went 38-44 and 44 and <laughs> somehow snuck into the eighth seed in the East. Um, they lost Darren Williams, obviously. No love lost between either party there. Uh, Mirza Teletovich is gone. Uh, Alan Anderson is gone as well. Probably some other players, but we don't really know. Um, they brought in Andrea Bargnani for some reason. Uh, Shane Larkin is also on the team. Quincy Miller. Um, some other guys no one's ever heard of. Um, in the draft, they got Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Um, and Chris McCullough in the uh, that trade for they traded Mason Plumley to the to the Blazers for for Hollis Jefferson. So uh, I guess we'll just start about the most was we'll start with the most exciting thing about the Nets, and that's uh, Mikhail Prokhorov and his uh, party trick at at training camp the other day. That was that was pretty bizarre. Um, oh boy. If if you didn't see the video, you you should definitely check it out. He's uh he's doing some weird tricks with like hand eye coordination and and dribbling skills while while the players are uh, sort of just like sitting around him like it's a summer camp. It's it's one of the strangest things I've ever seen. Like <laughs> like how do you how do you think that like came about? Like Prokhorov just showed up and was like ah oh, like Coach Hollins like we're gonna do something a little different today. My theory was reporters were trying to ask him questions about the roster, and he was just like, this is the way. I'm going to get them to talk about something else. And it worked. It did work. This is going to be like the most exciting thing that happens to the Nets all season, isn't it? It's going to happen. Yeah, he can do it in in his box every game, do some workouts and stuff. And, you know, when they're... Running every possession down to the last five seconds and taking a contested mid-range jumper, they can cut the broker off. You know, doing some weird thing in the box. He should be one of those touring halftime acts that goes to every NBA arena and then like does push-ups on all fours with basketballs and does the little paddle thing and dribbles at the same time. And both teams have to sit on the court and watch during halftime. They don't get to go to the locker room. They just have to sit there like cross-legged on the floor like children. And, Stare at Mikhail Prokhorov. <laughs> oh, I'm God. not telling that man no, so. <laughs> he could book himself at Barclays Center at least every game. <laughs> right. Dude, that's like the, the open nights on the when the Nets are, don't have a game. <laughs> <laughs> Mikhail Prokhorov and his basketball <laughs> skills. Like. <laughs> like, you know, he's, practic- he's obviously practiced these a lot. Yeah, probably, like a lot of time. <laughs> Those, those were not things it. that he could have just like decided the morning of I'm gonna do this. Like 
He had to have spent right. hours doing that. <laughs> and he was confident enough, for some reason, to just do it in front of the whole team at training camp. Yeah, and he had, like, like an assistant, or there was, like... Yeah. Like, it, it seemed like almost boy. like... It seemed almost like a henchman, like, <laughs> was just, like, yeah. was just, like, off to the side a little bit, like, doing the same thing, but, like, no one was really talking to him, he was just copying Prokhorov, it was so weird. But, I'm surprised uh, he didn't bring a trampoline out and start dunking off a trampoline. <laughs> that would have been great, too, I, I'm down for that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess, I mean, this roster is... I don't even, they're just bizarre. Like, their starting lineup is, like, kind of competent, and then everything after that is just a complete disaster. Like, they're, they're an, Brooke Lopez injury away from Andre Bargnani being their starting center. Like, <laughs> like, like Donnie, like, we were talking before the air, before we went on the air, and, and Donnie's like, name one thing this team does well, and, like, None of us could come up with anything. Right? That's just, well, the other thing we're saying, it's just it's such a no bench. You know, normally teams will get guys on the bench who have some upside, at least at the back of their bench. It's just like, we know what Bargnani is at this point, and I hate to say it, even though people try saying otherwise, we know what Thomas Robinson is at this point. Yeah. It's just, it's just I mean, Wayne Ellington's not going to all of a sudden turn into a superstar. So that's, I think that's just, why there's such a malaise about this team? Because other than Rodney Hollis Jefferson, who I really like as a draft pick, there's just there's no unknown quantities on this team. You yeah. know how mediocre most of them are. It's weird that they kind of just wanted to bring back a similar team to the one that was six under five hundred last year. <laughs> like they jettisoned Darren Williams, they re-signed Bad Young and Brooke Lopez, and then they addressed Darren Williams being gone by like bringing in Donald Sloan and Shane Larkin. <laughs> to back up Jared Jack, who's probably best served as a backup on his own anyway. Yeah. Right. And they got Bargnani, which is like a whole comedy segment in itself, as everyone knows. It's That's it's, like exactly right. It's just they have a known ceiling. Everyone's a known quantity. Shane Larkin, people were excited about him a couple of years ago, but last year he was yeah. pretty mediocre. Yeah, like this, this roster is like the first one that I've looked over and just has guys that I have zero idea who they are. Like, there's someone on the team named Willie Reed who was like, I've never even heard his name before. Like, what is going on with this team? Like, like you said, it was weird. Like, you let go Darren Williams, which makes sense. And, like, your point guards are, I mean, Jared Jack and a bunch of garbage. But then, like, why do you bring back Brooke Lopez and Thaddeus Young then? Like, right. I mean, I under Joe Johnson. What are you gonna do? You have to let him play out his contract. Like, what's the point of bringing back Thaddeus Young? Like, that's that's not gonna help you. Like, that's just treading water. Like, you might as well just you might as well just let Thomas Robinson start, and maybe he turns into a decent player. And if not, you get a top five draft pick. Like, I don't understand what this this team is well, doing. It's just it's just not. I mean, it's just the stubbornness about this team. And- it's just not. I mean, it's just hard to get excited about them. They don't play an exciting style. Obviously, yeah. they take a lot of mid-range shots. And I mean, Darren Williams was bad most of the year last year, but at least he got to the line a little bit. Before. And you look at their guys. 
four guards now, nobody's going to get to the line for them. And no. When you play that slow a style, and none of your guards can get to the line, and they're all going to take contested jumpers, it's, it's just going to get ugly real quick. They... Get about, sorry, about Thaddeus Young himself. Like, So he's been on the Sixers his whole career, and they made the playoffs a few times, but overall not much success. Then he was on the Wolves, who were awful. And he gets traded to Brooklyn, and he finally has a chance to go to a winner. And he seems like he could be a pretty useful player, yeah. especially right. on a winner, like a solid glue guy on a good team. And he's like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to re- – I mean, I don't fault him for wanting $50 million because I would take $50 million if it was offered. Maybe that was the, the biggest offer he got. But yeah. he just was like, yeah, that sounds good. I'll stay <laughs> here for four more years and it's not be lucky that, to sneak into the eighth seed. It's not that bad there, Taylor. It's not that bad. Yeah. 2015 Nets, woo! <laughs> Put it on billboards. Yeah, playing that, playing that quote with people chanting Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, the uh, fan chant taunts their own team pretty much. Oh my god. So it's nice. know about the Nets. Basically, well, the, we talked about them being an 8 seed last year. and They, they were lucky to be the 8 seed. They won a lot of close games. They were outscored by almost 3 points a game. And just... I mean, the fact that they were lucky to be an eight seed, and now they're thinking, well, you know, we get rid of Darren Williams, we'll just run it back. It's just <laughs> a stubbornness. Obviously, the draft pick situation for them isn't great because of the KG Paul Pierce trade, and now they're out. And, and that's basically why they're just running it back because, you know, well, we're losing future draft picks anyway. But it's just, is there is there a team with a harder avenue to being a really good team? team than the Nets right now in the league. There can't be. No, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's hard to even imagine. Do they even have their first rounder next year? I don't think no, so. Boston's got it. So they have no incentive to suck. Yeah, it's I... It's going to be bad. I, <laughs> Not that they need incentives, Boston, since they'll probably suck. 2017. Yeah, right? But at least they'll go to, you know, they'll go down swinging now. <laughs> but... Man. But yeah, like they, they were last year their only top ten categories in offensively were um, two pointers attempted and turnovers. Like they were um, so depressing. They were twentieth in offensive efficiency, twenty third in defensive efficiency, twenty fourth in pace. Like. <laughs> They're, they're so boring. Like they're not even fun. It, it'd be one thing if they were terrible, but like they had a bunch of guys who ran up and down the court and like did some yeah, fun right? things once in a while. Like, it's just like Brooke Lopez post ups and Joe Johnson ISOs. Like it's gonna be extremely boring on their way to being extremely bad. Well, I guess we criticize them. Said you know, post up too much. Watch and it's just inefficient. But it's like for these teams, those are their best plays. Hard to even criticize it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that, that roster. It's like I mean, Rick Lopez posting is definitely going to be better than Markel Brown trying to do a thing on offense. <laughs> so I, I mean, and it's probably their best offense. And Joe Johnson, obviously, still a very good isolation player, but it's it's. The fact that that is the best option is what makes it so sad. <laughs> I thought, I mean, Ron Ellis Jefferson might turn out good. A lot of people seem to like him and stuff. But it seems like 
the Mason Plumley thing, the trade was a little weird. Like he seemed to have a ton of value yeah. going into last year, and then he kind of had a so-so season. Like he didn't come as far along as a lot of people hoped he would. So they kind of sold low on him, maybe. And it seemed like he, with KG and that whole team, he was like their one young guy that seemed to have some exciting upside, right. and they just traded him away instantly. <laughs> they, I mean, like every other team in the league pretty much has like a reason to watch them play. Like if you were, if you were living in another city and it's like, oh, the Nets are coming to town, like... <laughs> You're not, like, going out to buy a ticket. Like, everyone else, at least, like, the Knicks have Carmelo. Like, um, like the Jazz are, like, an exciting, fun team. Like, the Kings have a lot of stuff going on. Like, the Sixers have some rookies. Like, this team is just just so bland. Like, Even the Sixers have more appealing pieces. Yeah. I mean, we can see what Jaleel's going to be this year, another year in L.L., but... I will say, I, I do like, I'll try and say something positive here. <laughs> really downer on the team. They didn't make the playoffs last year, but rightfully so. But I do like Rondé Alice Jefferson. Uh, shooting obviously is an issue for him, but I, for me, you have to be a smart player to be a non shooter in the league. Yeah. Not only a good defender, but you have to be a smart offensive player. And when I watched him in college, I thought he did have a bunch of intuitions. A type of guy who's not just. There are plenty of energy guys who give energy, but they do stupid stuff, too. He's the kind of guy that gives the right kind of energy and is relentless in the right ways, almost like, you know, Noah when he was good a couple of years ago. I don't think he's going to be that good a player, but that kind of energy to where not only is he always, is his motor always running, but it's running in the right direction. So I do like him. I think he'll be exciting, but obviously there's a ceiling there with a guy who doesn't have a ton of offensive skill. Sorry. And they need a guy like that because you, know, you got sleepy, slow Joe Johnson. Why do I turn this off? Thaddeus Sun looks kind of tired all the time. Jared Jack's right, eyes are barely open. <laughs> so having a guy like that would actually make them yeah. hopefully something give them something to watch, to watch for. Yeah, exactly. Alright, you guys uh, you guys have any final thoughts on the uh, <laughs> on this exciting squad. Circle your calendars for uh, February 23rd at Portland. It's uh, Nets Ooh. Blazers on NBA TV. Look, uh, <laughs> Mason Plumlee revenge game. That's <laughs> yeah. For. Um, I mean, the Robin Brooks stuff will be cool. They're, they're both fun guys, and when they play against each other, that'll be fun. So, that's, you know, that's something... That's, yeah, that's all I got. I'm out. <laughs> that's a positive thing. Lopez twins in the same city together. But right. other than that, it's going to be not bad enough to where it's horribly. I mean, it could be, but I don't think it'll be bad enough to where they're horribly, embarrassingly bad. They should win like 25 to 30 games, and mm-hmm. ho- hopefully, <laughs> I'm not rooting well, against yeah. that, but I just yeah. hope they don't make the playoffs. As yeah, I just don't want to watch the playoffs. But, like, they're going to win games just because, I, I mean, their upside is super capped, but veterans, a team with that many veterans is going to win some game. Like they're just, they just are, you know. They're not going to suffer the same growing pains. They're just going to be boring, and they're going to lose a lot of games. But they're just, 
there's going to be games they win because the other team does dumber stuff than them. I mean, it's just going to happen. But in terms of making the playoffs again, I think that's extremely. I actually think the bottom of the East is going to be a little bit better. I think some of those teams are going to. Obviously, Indiana is going to get a lot better. Um, and I just I don't see them making the playoffs again. And if they do, oh boy, <laughs> another another relegation to the NBA TV first round series. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll somehow make a huge midseason trade and get like LeBron and Carl Towns <laughs> and fun players like that and just turn into like the most viable team in the league overnight. Yeah, with all their picks, they can trade. Yeah, trade Brook Lopez. I'm sure that would go wrong. Maybe Prokhorov will activate himself. <laughs> Prokhorov he can, He's got some ball skills. He can he can trade his his halftime act for a somebody. <laughs> That's right. something of value to have. <laughs> All right, I think that's a wrap on the Nets. I'm Jack, and my guys Donnie and Taylor. Here's our boy DJ Lasatino playing us out. Catch you guys later, peace. This ain't jump. This ain't slam. The name of this record is Bounce.